Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I think it can be really hard on your ego to be okay pivoting when something isn't working. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice is like to be okay with the pivot. That it doesn't have to mean anything about how good you are, you know, or just who you are as a human. That, yeah, having the courage to to like be very clear and honest about like, okay, this isn't work, let's try something different. Whether it's when you're in a shoot or whether it's how you're building your business. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week on the Portrait System Podcast, my guest is my friend, Melissa Stone with Brazen House. Melissa is one of the first friends that I made in this industry, and her business is quite different now from when she first started. Melissa was a wedding photographer for many years, but after some burnout and some health issues, she took a break from photography altogether. Now she's back at it, and she focuses on personal storytelling through portraits. This really suits Melissa because she's utilizing her superpowers of connecting with people, making them comfortable, and just storytelling in general. Something impactful that Melissa also shares is how sometimes we just need to pivot our business or take a break altogether, and this does not equal failure whatsoever. All right, let's get started with my friend, Melissa Stone. Melissa Stone, welcome to the Portrait System. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. I am fabulous. <laughs> I know you are. You've always <laughs> been fabulous. <laughs> oh girl, we're off to a good start. <laughs> I want to tell the listeners our history. So you are one of my very first photographer friends, and I think we met in 2012. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been t- over 10 years that we've been buddies. It is a long, delightful road. 
I know. It's so crazy to think back. I don't remember. Oh, was it? It was like one of the photography meetup groups or something. Like I'm trying to think exactly how we very first met. Was it a photography group? It may have been a local Seattle group. And then we got to know each other through Creative Live. Yes, 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 yes. We were students together on a, on a Jasmine Star's wedding restart, which is so funny to look back on, seeing as neither of us shoot weddings. And I don't even know if Jasmine's in the photography industry anymore. <laughs> Again, we've all come a long way. <laughs> yeah, it has come full circle, that's for sure. Not that it's, you know, shooting weddings at the time. We both loved it. Remember how much you loved it? And I started oh not gosh. liking it. And you were like, I love it. Remember? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I stayed in the game quite a bit longer, but I, yeah, no, it was, it was so much fun. I had the best wedding clients ever. I had a great time. I feel like your personality though, you're very outgoing and just fun. Like, I feel like you made every wedding and every shoot just so much fun overall. Thank you. I, I, I think genuinely it was a very, um, it just, it was fun. It wasn't even, I was like even trying. I think it just naturally, I have a great time with lots of people and I love being bossy. And so it was, a really, it was set up really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm super happy that we ended up meeting up because we ended up having this little kind of crew of, of us photographers. There were like, I don't know, six or seven of us that we would hang out and there was no competition. There was no, like, it was just learning from each other and we would just go out and have drinks and dinner and we did a lot of cool, fun stuff together. Yeah. No, and I think having that, especially like earlier on in a career, having like a local group that feels supportive, especially between women, I think it's harder to mm-hmm. even find that. And I think to find other women to support you in, in the beginning of a career like that is just a clutch, clutch yeah. move to kind of feel supported. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, sometimes it gets a little confused with having a camaraderie and building friendships amongst your peers who are doing the same thing and learning from each other. And then sometimes I feel like some people forget to market to their clients and they spend so much time with other photographers and trying to impress other photographers. And okay, impress might not be the right word, but just speaking to photographers on social media and this sort of thing that Mm -hmm. it can, like they can forget about that really you're looking for clients, not other photographers. Does that make sense? No, definitely. But I totally agree. And on the flip side too, I feel like the beginning of my career, those relationships with other photographers was the thing that catapulted my career. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing that I think made me successful more than social media did. Like I like social media, but it's not my my strength. Yeah. And so I think yeah. being with other people and networking played a huge part for me still. Like referral-wise, you mean? Like getting... Yeah. Okay. That's Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Mm -hmm. It's true. Especially in the wedding world. Like if someone needed to refer... Like if they were booked on a certain date and then they would just refer out to people they liked. Yeah, definitely. And because I established, I think that little community... Or not I established, but I was a part of this community. I think it just... That's the lesson I'm learning now is I, I established that a long time ago. And then I kind of got into like a marketing hole where I'm trying to market from kind of this like <laughs> black hole speaking out into this like big world and kind mm-hmm. of gotten away from some of that in-person stuff. I think probably, you know, post-pandemic too, it's kind of a 
getting back to the roots of that. But um, that's been something that I've realized that's impacted my career is not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. And I'm just, I'm thinking about, because networking in the wedding industry, it's like if someone reaches out and wants me to shoot their wedding on a June, June 15th, and I'm just not available, of course, I'm going to refer out. But with portraits, it's a little bit different because it's, you know, if you're just booked on one day, you just schedule it for another day. It's, I feel like referrals yeah. definitely happen, but it, I never got my portrait client base from other photographers. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's a really great point. Never mind the heck with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I see that sometimes though on, on social media where, where people who are still trying to build up their client base are talking to other photographers on social media. And it's like, no, stop. Yeah. You have to talk to your clients. You Absolutely. Know? So. Absolutely. All right. So moving on. Something that I really want to f- talk about a lot today is that you took a pretty significant break from photography in general, and then you have gotten back into it in a completely different way. But before we talk about that, let's let's back up. So you were a full-time wedding photographer for how long? Um, I started in uh, 2009 was my first okay. wedding. Yep. And then when was your last wedding? 2021. Okay. So you did them that up to 21. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought you were completely done with it sooner than that. It was, I kind of stopped in 20, it was, it slowed down considerably in 2019. And then post pandemic, I had a couple like straggler weddings that got rescheduled. And so I kind of like, I finished everything up in 2021. Okay. Now in the meantime, you know, as, as you were finishing up weddings or whatever, were you doing photography at all within those couple years? No, I took a complete break. Okay. Yeah. Just done. Like no more income coming in from that. No. Yeah. What made you stop? So looking back, I mean, in the moment, I would probably have answered you differently. I mean, in so 2018, I got divorced and kind of naively was like, just committed to supporting myself and my kids hundred percent using my photography business, but had a lot of like just mental health things that I wasn't paying any attention to mm-hmm. and just trying to like run this business. Like all was fine and well, like I think internally, like my entire world had been like burned down. <laughs> and I think, you know, business had just kind of started to slow and I was kind of doing this like hamster wheel, like trying to keep up and trying to just yes. do this thing that I've always done. I've been doing it, you know, for over a decade and it wasn't really working and I couldn't figure it out. And then, so things are kind of just, I was trying to like reevaluate like what's happening in 2018. And then in 2019, I got in a pretty major car accident. Yeah. That stopped everything in my life. And I had to take a break from just kind of like physical activities in general I think all of that had made me like reevaluate, like, what am I doing? But still, you know, I was, I had to support my family. So it was kind mm-hmm. of this, like my heart really wasn't in it. I've been in it a long time. And I think my entire wedding career, all I wanted was to like travel the world and to shoot like high end luxury weddings. Like that was how I knew I had made it. And I had all these ideas around how wonderful and glamorous it was going to be. And then I got there and I was like, this is nothing Mm -hmm. like I thought it was going to be. Um, I think all of 
the pride I had around it. And, um, I think I I just thought it was going to be so glamorous. And I was like, no, I'm still working 14 hour days (laughs) and I love my clients. They're like lovely people, but I'm still kind of like the help at a wedding. And I, and I just, I hated being treated like the help. I was like, um, excuse me. I'm like really good at my job. (laughs) 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 And there was, yeah, that whole thing. I was like, I don't, yeah, I was just disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. So I think all of those things together, it made me reevaluate. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, obviously we all stopped shooting weddings. And, um, I got real quiet with myself as far as like, okay, this is some time I have to figure out to, you know, to really just start to play a bit with what do I want? Who, you know, what do I want to do? And so I switched gears completely and went to fashion school because at the time I had a fashion blog and was doing like fashion styling for a couple, um, maybe three for the three years prior. I was also doing that, um, as a business so I decided to go to fashion school and um, play there. And it was, I went to school for a year and it was so much fun. And then kind of once you kind of came out of the pandemic a little bit, I felt like just really, and it's funny, fashion school wasn't, it, I had so much fun, but again, it was like, oh, I thought I was going to be really glamorous. And here I am still <laughs> in fashion being like the help, you know? And yeah. there's like parts of my career that, people invited me to like photograph, you know, like New York fashion week and things like that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was interesting for me to check in with myself and be like, I don't actually don't want to photograph New York fashion week. I want to be in New York fashion. Week. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was just a separation for me of like, no, I want to be in it. I don't want to be photographing it and be like, And I think it all stemmed from this feeling as a human that I realized I want to be seen myself. I don't want to be this quiet person in the background. And granted, as a photographer, we do that. Like we facilitate an experience for others to be seen. But I think it was a huge part of this transition into what I do now of like realizing I want, I want to humanize all of this. I kind of want to step out of the glamour and step out of this like perfection and all this like luxurious world that I had thought was going to be so great. And I want like true connection. Yeah. Well, it, it backing up a little bit when you were saying that it was just, it was the hustle. It was busy. This is just what you do. And the 14 hour days, you know, you were shooting what 40 weddings a year or something like that. I kept mine like 25 to 30 okay. when I was okay. time, yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, that really adds up. And Kara Marie and I recently did an episode a couple months ago for our two million. We had two million downloads and we were doing like a celebration kind of um, episode, which it turned into this really intense conversation about burnout. And I mean, there was more to it than that, but that was a, a lot of what we talked about because, you know, we, we love what we do. And I think as entrepreneurs, it's hard because we don't have a a cutoff time where, you know, if you go to a nine to five, you start at 8.30 a.m., you end at 5 p.m., you drive home and you are not working any longer. Whereas with the job that we have, it's just not like that. And I think we're just like hustle, hustle, go, go, go. And we kind of ignore whether it's depression or anxiety or not giving our all to our family you know, the physical strain that comes with it, if we don't really address that as it's coming, it can hit us. And unfortunately, 
it took, you know, a really serious car accident that hit you to make it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I think part of my burnout that, you know, now that I've, I've learned about myself is I kind of, I had built my career a certain way. You know, I think when you're starting out and, you know, I didn't have a photography degree. I didn't have a business degree. I mean, I was just like willy nilly out here trying to figure (laughs) things out as I go. And I, you know, I really built so much of what I did around other people as far as like, oh, they're doing it this way. I'll try it this way. And kind of just always like watching and looking to see how the industry is doing things and just kind of going along with it and never having the confidence for a long time in my career to be like, oh gosh, this actually doesn't work for me. So I'm going to do it differently. Even if I see nobody else doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't have it. And so I think I, did, I built this business that frankly didn't quite work for some of my strengths and weaknesses and my personality in certain ways. I mean, I think across the board, being with my clients and photographing people, that's always been easy and so much fun, regardless of the setting. But I think the running of the business part of it, I just didn't know, you know, when I was younger, how to really check in with myself and be okay with not doing it how everybody else does it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how you said that, you know, for a long time you were kind of chasing the glamour and the lifestyle of it all. And really what it came down to you for you was the connection. And I can totally see that just knowing you as a person that the connections that you make with people are so important. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's what makes my heart sing. And I think it's what, it's like the foundation of everything that I do now. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That ultimately led you to uh, what you do now. Like tell people a little bit about what you focus on now. Yeah. So I have this tiny studio that's in my detached garage. In Tacoma? In Tacoma, Washington. Washington. Okay, yep. that's that's about an hour south of Seattle. For people who are wondering, yep. okay, it's probably not an hour with no traffic. It's like twenty minutes, but you add on, <laughs> and it's a good hour. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, so I have this detached garage studio, and I do really simple modern portraits with a plain, seamless paper background. I do two different types of portrait sessions. I do kind of a typical portrait, both with the, with the same process behind it. So my clients come in now before their session on a different day and we sit on my couch in the studio and we just spend maybe an hour talking about them, who they are, what they're doing, why we're having this session. Sometimes it's, you know, work related for them. Sometimes it's a personal session, but we kind of, I get to know kind of who they are. People kind of, you know, my clients tease me that it's kind of like therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I was going to say. It almost seems like it's, you know, without the actual therapy, but it's, I could see yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of have this, and then I, and from that meeting, I kind of, in my head, it gives me time to kind of sit with them and in my head as far as like, how do I want to portray them? And so they'll come in, you know, a week or two later, depending on whatever the, the calendar has open and we'll do their session. So I have like a portrait session, but I also do these things called storytelling sessions And people will come in and we'll do the same consult. But instead of on the shooting day, we will first do a video and audio recording interview style, kind of like a podcast about, it could be about their life in general, or we can kind of specify a season of their life or maybe a journey they're on. And we just give an opportunity to kind of record 
you know, their story. And then after the recording, we'll do the same thing. We'll do a photo session that kind of encapsulates what their story is. And it can get, you know, pretty artistic. It's not just a typical portrait. It can be, you know, it can get a little weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a way of like, I just want people to feel really seen and connected to themselves in a, a way of like, this isn't a portrait session to portray this like perfect thing that, you know, nobody is. Mm -hmm. And so to like, really be like, I want to have you come in and we're going to show you, it's going to be vulnerable, but you're going to be really loved and accepted along the way. It's just really, it's really cool. Yeah. This isn't about like amping up the styling and, you know, Mm -mm. all the props and whatever. This is like a, like a naked without being naked, sort of bearing your soul type. Totally. Totally. And sometimes they're naked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just depends on the client. But um, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, most clients like, what do I wear? You know, and I just, if a client is very eccentric in style, I'd be like, well, yeah, do it up. But if, you know, if they're not going to, you know, if that's not who they are, a lot of times I'll just say, you know, wear, wear a pair of jeans and a plain t-shirt. Like I'll, I have, I'll encourage my clients to like not really wear much pattern or, you know, just a tank top is great. And just keep it really, really simple because what I want the picture to portray is mm-hmm. them. Like, I don't want to be distracted by props. I don't want to be distracted by outfits. It's just their soul. (laughs) Without, you know, confidentiality and that sort of thing. So I'm assuming you get some personal stories. But what are, like, some examples of people coming in and talking to you about on your couch? Oh, my gosh. They're beautiful. I mean, I, so last month, well, I guess it's August. So in June, I did a Pride storytelling sessions. And so I had clients come in and they're all part of the LGBTQ plus community. And, you know, I had a trans man come in and talk about his transition and what that was like from a young kid to being 50 Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing. I've had mothers come in and just talk about motherhood and just like kind of the reality of motherhood of like, these are the things people didn't tell me. And this, you know, it's beautiful, but this is like, it's also really hard and really lonely or, um, people that are coming in and just kind of like that maybe feel a little bit lost in life and just even I think feeling seen and okay and being like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) and I don't know where I'm going but they want to feel like loved and supported like that's okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's all over the place but all kind of with the flavor of like this is a safe space to just really be raw in whatever way people feel safe to be raw. I remember like poking or, you know, being like, let's talk about all your traumas. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, people kind of come with an idea of themselves of like, this is how I want to show up here. Yeah. Now, when you're doing this type of session, is it something that you are telling their story along with when you are sharing their images? Like, let's say you're going to post on on Instagram. Are you sharing some of this personal stuff? Does it depend client to client? Like, you know, are you using these stories within your marketing to inspire other people to do shoots or like, how does all that play into it? So it's, I give my clients the option to share if they feel like they want to share, it's never a requirement. So we kind of established that, you know, from the very beginning of this can be just for them. Um, I do share stories online though for the most part what I share it's the video recording of them in their interview kind of like if you're gonna share a podcast 
I'll share like clips of that with some pictures here and there, but it, yeah, mostly stories. Yeah. All right. So I, w- I want to hear more about how you market this and how you find your clients and pricing and all that stuff. But I want to back up a little bit because I, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, when you did take that break, you know, from burnout and health reasons and all the things, like how did it feel coming back? And like, what kind of advice would you give to people who, who are in that space of like, I just need a break and I can't do this anymore. And you know, like, I guess what advice do you have for people in that space who are in that headspace right now? Yeah, for me, it was so great because I think it gave me permission to really look at this business and what I wanted to build from a beginner's perspective. And so I think when you kind of get into this routine and you're so set in your ways, it's really hard to kind of deconstruct it. And I think for me to look at it with fresh eyes was really beneficial. I think what can happen, I think for anybody, whether you're a beginner or you're an established photographer, I think it can be really hard on your ego to be okay pivoting when something isn't working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice is like to be okay with the pivot. That it doesn't have to mean anything about how good you are, or, you know, or just who you are as a human that yeah, having the courage to, be, to like be very clear and honest about like, okay, this isn't work. Let's try something different. Whether it's when you're in a shoot or whether it's how you're building your business. That was, I mean, I've pivoted my pricing. I've pivoted my structure of my new studio, you know, a million times because I really am like gut checking along the way of like, does this feel right or not? This is my opportunity to make this work for me. That's why I do this is to build something Mm -hmm. that works for me. And so it's okay to pivot until it does. Yeah. I I love the lesson here. It's that it's, it's okay. If even like you dreamt of being like this genre of photographer, you're for so long and you're doing it and it's not like either doesn't feel good anymore or it's not just working for your lifestyle or whatever, it's, you're not like failing (laughs) if you switch or if you leave the career altogether and decide to come back or you don't like, it's okay. Absolutely. I mean, I think as kids, you know, like you you ask little kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're like, Oh, I want to be a doctor, which like, that was my answer. And I think my son is a monster truck driver. It's like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) he's going to be great at it. I love it. (laughs) But I, you know, I think Maybe when we're younger, we're kind of set on this idea of like, oh, we're going to be this thing that we chose and we're going to always be this thing. And I think, you know, as you age, you realize like, oh, no, we're going to evolve constantly. And I think to be gentle with yourself in your evolution and yeah, and just to be very, it's totally okay to change. It's great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I... I say that I talk about a lot how I was a social worker before and that wasn't working for me anymore. So I needed to make a change. And as you know, I went into weddings and then I realized, you know, when I first had van that this isn't going to work, I don't want to work 14 hour days and work the weekends and summers away. And I had to have a plan there to change. And, and speaking of plan, did you have a plan when you were like changing things up? I mean, I, I did. And then, I mean, it kind of, <laughs> it, it felt like I had a plan and then I've changed the plan, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, I want to do it this way and it's going to look this way. And then, you know, my original plan didn't work. And I was like, okay, let's change the plan. 
it's, you know, if I'm being totally honest, building this has been really hard. This isn't easy. This isn't like, oh, I'm just going to put it out into the universe and all the things just land in my lap. I'm having to work really hard. And I, while I totally believe in having a plan and being responsible and, you know, taking some ownership over these different, all these different, different facets of running a business is needed. I think I've just like learned along the way, at least for me, just like sticking to the plan hardcore has not, has not benefited me. So I've just, you know, switched up as as I've gone along and it's been, and it's been hard. I'm still finding my way, but I think I feel a lot of um, excitement around it. Like again, I'm, you know, on my way to building this thing that I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to work. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I I don't want to encourage people where if you're, if you're in this space where you're like, I need a change or whatever, just be careful not to just ditch it all. And then you can't pay the bills. Like sometimes right. we have to do things <laughs> like, you know, I shot many weddings that I was just so over and didn't want to do anymore. But I also, while I was building this new thing, I didn't want to just completely ditch the other thing. Cause how was I going to pay my bit? Like, how was I going to support my family. And, you know, so that's where, when the plan comes in, it's just, I guess it doesn't have to be this solid, amazing plan that everything goes great and you don't ever change, you know, and pivot. But, okay. So for example, when you, when you were switching out of weddings, it's like you stop posting weddings, you know, Mm because that's not what you want to book anymore, but you might still be doing them in the background to pay the bills. Totally. I remember I had Ashley Ashley Taylor on as a guest, and she was like, don't murder the thing that you, you know, if you want to build something new, just don't murder the old thing. Just slowly <laughs> transition out of it until you are ready for this new thing. You know, sometimes yeah. we have to stick with it just to get through it. But I feel like there is that, like, rejuvenation when we know we're building something new, that mm-hmm. it gets us through the other stuff that we don't want to do anymore. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I even think in, you know, running a business now, I mean, there's different things, you know, in running a business that I definitely are not my favorite (laughs) that you just, again, you just, just have to do it because this is the game that we're in is we're running businesses. It's a business. This isn't a hobby. And so, um, you know, you're doing the 70% of running a business for the 30% you're with clients or even smaller sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think we all got into this because we love taking pictures. And considering that's the smallest thing that we do when running a business right now, (laughs) you know, like we have to figure out how to, yeah, how to be in the rest of that. The good news is, is especially, you know, if we're sticking with photography in some way, shape or form, when we are making these pivots, the good news is, you know how to take photos, you know how to light people, you know what to do. It's just doing it with a different type of person or like, okay, so if you are a newborn photographer and you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot photograph babies anymore. I mean, the good news is you know how to be a photographer. You just have to start marketing to a different, to a different genre. So with what you do now, you know, telling in, including personal stories and in, into your portraits that really are focused on the person, you know, the human it's not like someone wakes up one day is like, oh, I totally need a portrait shoot to bear my soul. Like yeah. how someone, <laughs> might, someone might be like, I need newborn photos. We haven't had family photos in two years. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I need biz- photos for my website. So how are you 
getting the word out there? Like, it doesn't seem like it'd be as simple or straightforward as some of these other genres. Totally. No, it's really tricky, if I'm being honest, because I feel like nobody wakes up, you said, like, and it's like, let's bear my soul today and be really yeah. vulnerable. Like, our bodies don't yeah. actually want us to do that. <laughs> um, right, right. And so if I'm being, you know, totally transparent, 80% of the work I am doing is portrait work without the stories, at least recorded people's stories. Like I said, I still kind of go in and get to know people. That happens across the board. But the marketing that, you know, the storytelling shoots, what I have found to be the most successful in marketing that is choosing a genre and kind of focusing on like, let me tell your story about motherhood or let me tell your story about being a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Or I think giving, because I think that helps people identify, oh, that's me and I have something to say, or um, that's made that a little bit easier instead of just kind of having this open, open invitation to all people, which, you know, I would love if everybody came in, but I think, yeah, it's trickier. But I think what I've noticed for myself is a lot of my clients right now just tend to be uncomfortable in front of the camera. They're yeah, they just maybe have a little bit more like insecurities about their body or just kind of their story and where they're at. And so, um, I just had to focus. I have a lot of clients who I'm doing content creation for, or I'm doing um, work to help support their business or their um, careers. Um, that's a lot of my clientele right now. And we come in and you know spend a lot of time talking about their business and where they're going. And I'm just kind of like letting the people come who <laughs> it's kind of surprised me who my clientele um the majority of my clientele, who they have been, it maybe just wasn't what I expected, maybe from the, from the original vision, but it's been really cool. Um, just kind of like go with the flow and see, see what this is attracting. It's just surprising me. Yeah. Who, who has, if you could think of someone like who has, what has been a, a really surprising person who came in? I mean, right now, my two biggest like genre of clients I'm photographing a ton of actors. Oh, interesting. Right? <laughs> My point yeah. is that, yeah, a lot of actors, and I'm photographing a lot of people who work in the beauty industry. So people who work in salons or estheticians, those two genres make up so much of my work. And I'm not even putting that out there to people of like actor call or beauty you know, industry call to these people as just who have come. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So, yeah. okay, so how are you marketing this all together? I mean, and that's the thing too is you have marketed weddings before, so you know how to do it. You know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the beauty of of taking a break and starting over or starting over in a new city. Like when I was starting my business, you know, my all of my business was in Seattle. And when I wanted to keep coming home to Michigan more, I had to figure out how I was going to do this again. And granted, I, I had a bigger network in Michigan, but I, I shied away from my current network because I hate photographing acquaintances because there's a pricing issue there. Like, yep. I felt very uncomfortable being like, yep, starting at $1,000 with someone who I went to high school with or middle school with or that my aunt's friend or, you know, I struggled with that. So I was really trying to market to brand new people. And as I was freaking out about it, I thought, you know what? I have done this before. I have marketed to brand new people. I know how to do this. I just have to do it again, 
which is kind of annoying because we've already freaking done it once. We don't want to have to do it again. (laughs) But you already know what to do. Like, did you find you just have to apply your same knowledge of marketing and just in a different, like talking to different type of people? So, yes. I mean, for me, when I started this new studio, I did kind of like a model call in the very beginning because I knew I, I started a whole new Instagram account. I mean, I separated this business from my old business completely. It's a different name. I took everything and threw it out because I was like, this is a different client. This is a different brand. It even looks different. Everything about that's different. So I started zero, really from zero. And I started first by doing a model call because I knew that I needed to have images to show people like, this is what this is. Yeah. So I did that. I, and I, you know, in one month, I think I photographed like 30 people. And so then I kind of had like a solid base of a portfolio to then show. And then from then on out, it has, it's been some social media. And again, it's not my strength. I much prefer to connect with people in real life than online. So I like, I, I definitely have an online presence, but it's not the thing that I'm like, I don't know. My numbers aren't like super impressive, but it's, it's because it's not the thing that like feeds me. Mm-hmm. But so what That's I, how I my, am too. Yeah. Yeah. I have such a love hate for social media. Oh, oh so gosh. Yeah, it's so hard. Seriously. It's like the best. It's hard to be like, like, look at me, book with me. Like me, me, me. Like I really, really, I don't don't mind being on social media. I love sharing new photos of my clients. I love sharing fun moments in my life with my kids. And and I know you're the same with Brian and your kids and, and just sharing experiences in life. And I love sharing about my chickens and my, you know, all the things, but I hate the like book my class at the portrait masters or, you know, book me for your shoot because I'm going to give you the best photos ever. Like I know all of that needs to happen, but I hate the me, me, me factor. I feel mm-hmm. icky being like me, me, me. And I think, yeah. And I, I think the part of too, the algorithm of like, you have to comment on this many people's posts and inter- interact and be social with all these people online in order to like have your stuff feel seen and that. Well, I naturally want to do that with people that I have something to say about their posts. It's like to have it come from a place again of like me centered. I hate it. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So for me, you know, the strategy of, of kind of building this thing is I knew that what I wanted, my strength is in the studio. It's to like have people feel safe and loved and to have, we have a freaking great time. We, you know, we cover topics that are, that are heavy, but like, it's so much fun still. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I know that that's my strength. And so if I can show people, that's what I do my, and, and take care of them really, really well from beginning to end, then my hope or my strategy is that then they will talk about it. And thankfully that is what has happened. And I think that's why I've stayed in these certain genres is that, you know, some actors will tell their actor friends or, you know, beauty industry people talk to each other. And that's been the thing that for me has, has like changed everything is I, if I just take care of my clients and just wow them and show them what I do. Cause I don't think if I'm being totally transparent, cause I'm certainly not perfect at any of this, you know, online, I can do my best to kind of show what the experience is like, but you really don't know until you come in and you do it. And so that's, that's kind of the, the special sauce. I feel like that give people something to say about the studio. Yeah, definitely. 
Now, if social media is not necessarily where you're marketing the strongest, is this coming from, I know you said you did the model call, which is great, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. where are your clients? Okay. I know you said beauty industry and some actors, whatever, like how are they finding you? It's all through their friends. I mean, literally they all talk to each other. So it's people talking online on their accounts about their experience with me. And that's, that's been, I'm not kidding. 99% of my business. Yeah. And this, and this goes all back to that making connections. Yeah. If people, if you connect with people and you give them a beautiful product in the end, they're going to talk about you. Like social media for me was helpful in that, and, you know, I'm speaking more so for like personal branding, high school seniors, that sort of thing. But I mean, it's nice because we do have such a visual craft and those people that we photograph will tag us and share their photos. So we definitely have that going for us. But in the end, I believe 100% that connections that I made with people, how I made them feel and the experience in general is why they were talking about me. Because mm-hmm. you can get beautiful photos, but if you didn't really love that person or like have a connection, you are so much less likely to talk about them. Like if, okay, I'm thinking of an example when I was checking in for a flight on Delta and this lady was just so great. It was Dan and I and our kids and it was a shit show as you know, it's, you know, you know how all the things and we had like their Mm -hmm. bikes packed in hockey bags and it was just like (laughs) mass chaos And she was so wonderful. And she made us feel like, I don't care how many people are behind you. Don't worry about them. I'm checking you in right now. I'm making sure you have the seats together because we didn't, they moved our seats. So we were no longer sitting with our like five and three-year-old at the time. She was so wonderful. And you know what I did? I went to Delta, like the uh, corporate Delta, and I put in a comment about her and, and emailed like, this is what I loved about this person. This is how I loved her customer service and blah, blah, blah. Now she could have just checked us in and everything was, you know, it was fine. She could have done a good job, but I never would have gone to that corporate Delta website and written how much we appreciated her. But she connected with us and she was like, take mm-hmm. a deep breath. It's okay. Don't worry about the line behind you. You know, it makes totally. a difference. It totally makes a difference. And I think as a photographer, I think one of the best things we can do is to be photographed by lots of different people ourselves. Yes. Because I think it makes yes. us so much better at what we do because I think there's a difference. You know, I've, I've been photographed by people who have, you know, 100,000 Instagram followers, but I get in front of their camera and they're just like, oh yeah, just do your thing. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, what? Well, hang on. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I've talked you know? about this before. That's so oh. funny. Like, Dude, I cannot see myself. I know I know right. how to pose other people, but I cannot pose myself right oh, now. I am the worst in front of the camera, like left to my own devices. It's embarrassing. <laughs> so I, yeah, you know, to have that kind of experience with somebody, you know, or somebody that like didn't even ask me any questions about who I am and, and what I'm doing. And all the, mm-hmm. the whole point is just to get this like pretty picture. But I'm like, cool. And I have a pretty picture, but I don't even like see myself in it. Mm-hmm. Versus, yeah. you know, kind of that all of those experiences have impacted and influenced, you know, me creating this thing. I just feel like it's such an important experience for all photographers to go out and yes. like yeah. experience it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, Melissa, you and I have traded shoots before and I knew 
I wanted to trade shoots with you because I knew you would make me comfortable. I knew you would tell me what to do. I knew it would be amazing. And it always was. And so much so that I was like, um, also when I, when we decided we were going to do this podcast, I was like, also, I super hate that you're so far because I really need some more photos. And I just love, you know, how you photograph me. And you were like, well, (laughs) I've got some airline credits I could use. And I was like, hell yes. And so I cannot, like you're coming here to visit and you're going to help me with, I needed an assistant, which I really appreciate by the way. I've, have this huge headshot gig coming up and you're going to assist me with it yeah. and we're going to do each other's photos. And I am so stoked because I just know it's going to be so fun and I'm going to, you know, you're going to photograph me how I want to be photographed. I can't wait. Uh, that means so much. And it, it really is a reciprocal. Like we have the best time together and it's just, yeah, it's true. It's having fun along the way in a shoot, you know, it's everything. I feel like if you're kind of photographing people and you're not having a good time, you should maybe rethink how you're yeah. doing it. Cause yeah, it's the best. Yeah, totally. All right. Let's talk a little bit about pricing and how, you know, like, are you doing packages? Are you doing a la carte? Do you feel weird? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm asking a million questions, but <laughs> do you feel weird charging when it's like such a personal thing or are you like past that now because you've been in business forever like tell me all about it so I'm past I I do feel past past it because I do feel like what I'm giving people is such a high value experience I've changed my pricing structure probably five times since I opened the studio because again I was just trying to feel like what isn't working because I think what what the tricky part of what I do is is thinking through how people how do people want to use these photos and trying to create packages and experiences for the end result. Because most of my clients with this type of picture, they're not going to blow it up in a giant piece of artwork above their fireplace. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm, you know, having to get very like honest with like, how do people, what, what is the value in this? And, and for me, what I have realized or what has worked well that I've landed on so far. I'm like, <laughs> who knows by the time this airs, I could have pivoted again. But what has <laughs> worked so well well so far is for me, I'm pricing out the experience of it. So that is where kind of I put the value is having this pre-consult, having this photo shoot, having this video, you know, you're gonna get some pictures at the end of it. And my clients, you know, will pay for those images. But really, it's this experience in the studio. That is where I find my clients have found the most value. Which is kind of opposite, I think, to what a lot of pricing structures in the industry are right now, which is terrifying. (laughs) But every time I went and tried to, you know, make the experience a really affordable or like a lower cost and then paying on the back end for artwork or product that wasn't working. That's what I started with. And so Mm -hmm. I pivoted to this structure and put the value on the experience. And that is what I feel valued at myself. I feel like I'm behind it now Mm -hmm. and my clients are behind it. So what is someone getting? Like, are they getting digitals? I know you said they're, it's not like huge wall prints or anything, but are they getting digitals? Are they like, what are they getting in the packages? Okay. So I, I do have three different pricing structures based on different client needs. I have a headshot pricing structure. 
I have a portrait placing structure and a storytelling placing structure. So the headshot is, you know, the client that comes in and just like needs a quick something for, for their career or whatnot. And they will pay a smaller fee, like four fifty currently. Mm-hmm. And they come in, it's 15 minutes and they get one image, one digital image with, you know, with the hope, you know, that I can kind of sell the rest of them afterwards yep. or, you know, more. I'm assuming you probably often do. I do. Yeah. 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 Usually I'll, you know, it's kind of, they won't purchase all of them, but I usually they'll purchase like two or three or four more um, mm-hmm. for options. And then I will do a, so with my portrait sessions, this is the one I priced out to include images or to, uh, I'm sorry, to include digitals. So right now it's 1250 and clients come in. It's an hour long shoot and the product is the digitals, um, okay. which, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I feel, I, I know with like Sue and the portrait system, this is like against all of that. So I'm like no. sheepishly like curling up in my office no. right now. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Melissa, I have done digital only since I, well, okay. Except for seniors. Sorry. I, cause what I do now is mostly s- seniors and, uh, personal branding, mostly personal branding. And I keep seniors because I love to shoot outside. Like I have a a course doing outdoor and on-location photography because I love shooting outside. And a lot of times personal branding is in my studio. So that gives me like the fun creative outlet or whatever. So I do have prints that, you know, packages that include prints with seniors, but I don't. Really what it comes down to is it's not so much about the prints. It's, It's not just shipping off a gallery, being like, okay, it's $600 for the entire shoot. You get all the digitals. Here's a gallery. Bye-bye. It's more about, it's not so much about the physical print. It's about doing the sales session, you know, somewhat, whether it's on Zoom or in person, whether it's online or actually in person or whatever. And not just like, here's a gallery. Hope to hear which ones you choose and hope that they come back and pay. You know, it's it's more about, yeah, the process of selling that, whether it's all digitals or not. So don't feel badly about that. I mean, yeah, not at all. Everyone has their own way of doing things. You know, we just don't, like, can you, I can remember when I first started doing this and I would just ship off a gallery and then I'd have to chase them down. Like, so did you uh, happen to make your choices? And same with like (laughs) building a a wedding album. Like, so uh, I know you really want to buy this thousand dollar wedding album, but I noticed that you didn't pick your photos yet. And are you going to pay anytime soon? You know, so it's, (laughs) that is what we're, what we teach to stay away from. Totally. Totally. For sure. No, I agree. I I totally agree there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah. And again, because I do a lot of this personal branding or content creation for certain people, the digitals is what they need. And so um, that's what I realized. That's what worked really well for people that I don't. And again, I'm so behind it. I'm not even like selling anything. I'm just, you know, I think when you get behind what you do and the purpose and like how it's, supporting people it's like you're not even selling anymore if you're just like oh here's this thing that i have that was going to fit what you need and mm-hmm. um, it just comes so easy and so um i do that and then my for my storytelling shoots it's a similar it's like it's my portrait in addition with a video as an additional piece to it oh okay and so it's it's kind of like they just build on each other and is that the 1251 so 1250 is just a portrait storytelling session is like 1650 
Okay. And the video is, it's pretty raw. I mean, I'm not a cinematographer by any means. And so it's a high quality video, but it's definitely not, um, you know, it's, it's an interview. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's beautifully done, but it's really simple. I don't know where. Where can our listeners see one of these videos that you do? So on my website, it's brazenhousestudios.com. In my portfolio session, you can navigate between portraits or storytelling sessions and you can kind of see examples. There's four different clients on there that you can kind of thumb through and see small clips of interviews on my portfolio page. Okay. On the Brazen House one. Okay. Yep. You know, I was thinking you have so many past clients from when you did weddings and, you know, portraits a long time ago. Have mm-hmm. you been able to convert any of those past clients or have you marketed to them at all? So I have. So I, um, you know, before I haven't shut down my wedding social media page. Maybe it's nostalgia or ego. I don't know. <laughs> so, but when I, so as I built Brazen House, I um, would post to my old photography page to be like, Hey, this is where you can find me now. I'm doing something totally different, which is why it's not here, but take a look. And so I've definitely already photographed a handful of past clients, which has been so beautiful to get to photograph them in these different ways. Um, yeah, it's just the best. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Cause I just feel like, you know, with connection being one of your strengths, I'm sure you have so many great connections with your past clients that it seems like that might even be one of the first places that you market to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have, do you have them all on an email list, all your past clients? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, oh, okay. I have all of their emails and granted like as one of my building blocks of building the studio, I really am not great about email newsletters but it's like on my list of to-dos because I do have all of these emails <laughs> so it's it's like yeah it's um it's because it's just me you know, me myself and I currently I am uh <laughs> I'm getting there but it's happening yeah yeah no that's awesome it just feels like this fits fits you just the storytelling because you know yeah. let's be real you have been through a lot since you were 18 years old yeah it's true. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, for sure. And I think there's something that's really special about creating space for people that have also been through a lot. I mean, I think everyone's been through a lot, but I yeah. think, yeah. you know, my, if I, you know, had some sort of maybe trauma as a kid is going through things and not really um, feeling seen in any of it. And then just kind of going along with life, never kind of addressing any of those things. And I think it's, that's been this catapult for me of wanting to, to do this for others. And to really, I mean, there's so many things that people come in and we talk about that obviously don't go on camera if there's, you know, part of the console, but it's just, um, I feel really honored that people come in and share such tender, vulnerable things about their life with me in private. And I think taking that information and, I don't know. You look at somebody through your lens just differently when you see their life and who yeah. they are. I mean, they become so much more of a complex human. It's not just about posing. It's like about seeing them and it's, um, it's transformative. It's just really, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It takes a special person to be able to do that and to just, um, cause I'm assuming you're taking on a lot of that energy too. And so it's, like you said, it's not just about posing. It's like you have to be prepared and and on your best kind of, you know, you can't go in feeling 
like shit and having, you know, I don't know. It's like, I feel like you have to be prepped and ready to take on what you're about to hear. That's how, I mean, I'm just speaking from when I was a therapist and social worker, like you had to really prepare for that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe part of being a photographer that I think maybe a lot of photographers relate to is when I step into that space, whether it's my studio or before as a wedding, (laughs) it's kind of a bit of an out-of-body experience of like Melissa, the human, (laughs) Melissa, the human just kind of gets a little back burnered (laughs) and I just become like really present with my clients. And so it's, you know, I think if they were in my living room, that'd be really hard. But I think because I'm stepping into this like contained space that is my studio. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I think also I've done so much of my own therapy work now that I can sit with people and be like, oh my gosh, this is your story. And I can sit with you, but I don't have to take it on because it's not mine. And I'm, I'm an empath though. So I will say, I mean, people cry. I cry right along with them. It's a whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, but because I think we go into a photo shoot that then like kind of celebrates and honors them. I think the mood is always lifted when my clients are leaving. It's like, we kind of go through this whole transformation together, beginning to end where I think if it was just like, this is your story. It's really hard. Okay. Bye. (laughs) You know, like that would be, that would be really hard, but I think to have an experience to like honor it, you know, it feels so good. Well, it seems like, gosh, how cool would it be if in therapy sessions, you know, like from licensed clinical therapists, how at the, if at the end there was some sort of really empowering photo shoot. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there, I really think there's something to it because if you do provide a really great experience for someone during that shoot where they trust you and you're confident in your shooting, which makes them feel confident, it really is a, a game changer. Totally. No. And I've tried to brainstorm things like that. of like, how can I do that? How can I pair up with a therapist or how can I, you know, like, would this mm-hmm. be inappropriate? Because I do feel like there's something about that that is really powerful. It's a good idea, actually. My mind is going a, mi- a million miles a minute. But yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Very no, cool. Totally. Well, thank you for sharing all of this with us. This has been yeah really amazing. No, I, I appreciate, appreciate you having me. It's just, it's funny to kind of be in the middle. Of, uh, I mean, maybe we're all in the middle of the journey, but like, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but it also at the same time feel kind of like a beginner's mind alongside my expert mind. And so it's kind of a fun place to be to kind of share from. So I appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. Well, I still have a couple more questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Good music. I feel like mm-hmm. part of when I meet with my clients and one of the things I always ask them is like, what kind of music connects them with themselves? And the second that music comes on, it's not just like fun music. It's like, what is your music? And that has highly impacted all of my photo shoots. It's really cool. Yeah, that's great. I had a feeling you were going to say music. (laughs) A lot of people say music actually. Yeah. It's like different sensory thing. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Number two, how do you spend your time when you're not working? Oh my God. What time? No, I, I mean, (laughs) my husband and I have a blended family of five kids. So I feel like I'm not working. I am chaotically trying to 
parent and wife. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I think between everybody, our life is it's just busy, but it's, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of this like typical answer of like spending time with kids and spending time with my husband. And, but we, we're a very musical family. So we all like play musical instruments together and we go see theater and that's kind of how our, like our hobbies show up in life. But I'm like, I'm happy as a climb at home with my kids. And like, I love cooking and being in the kitchen and creating in all sorts of ways. So that's kind of yeah. my happy place. Oh, that makes me happy to hear you say that. Mm. All right. Number three is what is a photography product that you would recommend people to have? Oh gosh, a product. Okay. I know this question was coming and I, I'm not going to lie. I struggled a little bit with it because I, I mean, I use lots of programs I'm not a big like tech person when it comes to photography stuff. Like I have lighting that I love, but I will say, and this might be a cheat to the answer, but I'm going to say it anyways, because I'm a rebel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The biggest thing that for me that has in building this business that has helped me in times when I don't know what I'm doing is to use the GPT, like AI chat and Ah. ask it questions when I feel lost. Okay. Like, give me an example. Um, I will say, I will do a little prompt and I will say, create a five day social media plan for a photography studio that focuses on empowering people to feel accepted in their bodies. And it'll just come up oh, with a five dang. day plan for me. And awesome. yeah, it's good. I mean, there's times I kid you not, Nikki, it's like, I laugh at myself, but I will, I will, I will say, write a pep talk. For a photographer who is exhausted, who needs, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it, it'll write me a pep talk and a really freaking good pep talk. Like, it's hilarious where, you know, I think that's a lonely business when we're running these, you know, b- these studios by ourselves. It can be really lonely. And granted, yeah. real people are great, but my little AI chat robot is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Like inspires you. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? I think what I would say is it's okay to mess up. I think so much starting out, there could be a lot of shame around messing up on things or not doing things right or like needing to pivot. And I think. I know so much in the very beginning of my career, I was moving so fast or I've been in a, you know, in the middle of a, a shoot and maybe things aren't going great. Their lighting's like tricky and I'm trying to like smile and be like, Oh, this is so great. And not giving myself enough time to like slow down and be like, what is happening? And just always trying to like prove to my clients that I'm an expert, which, you know, we want our clients to know we are good at what we do. So that, that is a thing. But I think, to get comfortable slowing down and to be okay. You know, if I'll be in a suit, I never want my clients to think what they're, what they're doing is wrong, but I will, I'll say like, Hey, Oh, give me just a second. There's some like lighting thing that's not working. Like, or it's not like showing up how I want it to, or just give me, and I'll give myself like just a yes. second yes. to just be like, what do I need right now? And I think I'd be so scared to do that in the beginning of my career. Cause I felt like my clients would think that I'm, don't know what I'm doing, which mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, but I think, <laughs> but they don't even know that. No, but I think, yeah, giving, giving space and time to be like, okay, how can I fix this or how can I make this better right now is, is great. And I think it shows yes. more confidence and more security 
than than not. A hundred percent. Gosh, I love that. I could not love that more. Take mm-hmm. your time to get it right. And, yeah. and if you need a little break, I'll be like, I just need to refer to my design notes as I'm like wiping the sweat off my brow. Like I remember yeah. saying that. Like Yeah. Like it's okay, you know. They'd rather you get it right and take a minute. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. And where can people find you online? I know uh, the Brazen House. Is it brazenhouse.com or the Brazen? Um, so my website is brazenhousestudios.com. Oh, studio. Okay, brazenhousestudios.com. And then Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, it's the handle is the Brazen House. Yeah, okay. Sweet. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to see you in person and exchange shoots. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be the best. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I will talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.